You're listening to the Pinball Podcast with Jessica and Jeff. It's a departure. Hey, welcome to the Pinball Podcast, episode 101. My name is Don, and with me as always is Jeff. How's it going, Jeff? Um, it's all right. I, I guess I'm, things are a little bit better from the surgery, but the day my uh, dental insurance ran out, which I think was Monday or Tuesday, um, <sighs> I broke a tooth, so and it, it fell out. Anyway... Anyway, okay. I can't. <laughs> I can't do it. I, can't, I miss him so much. Oh, we can, we can get through this. You know who else can get through this? Nifty LED. NiftyLED.com, uh, your source for bulbs, tools, balls, and more. Uh, free shipping over a hundred dollar orders and six dollar flat rate shipping under a hundred dollar orders. Hashtag they've got balls. They do. I um I was messing with Daniel for a little bit because I had a big order going through, and it was like a six hundred and fifty dollar order, and uh, it was uh, some stuff for me and some stuff some stuff for a friend, and I <laughs> I uh, filled my cart up and then I left the site, and uh, about ten minutes later I get a uh, a message from him through through Facebook, and he copies and pastes the, the notification that he got that someone abandoned a cart order he's like $650 abandoned cart order who does this and I said I do but I finished the what? order and gonna make some games look pretty what are, what games are you working on with all those bulbs so for my own um, I'm gonna do attack from Mars because I want all the inserts to be a little bit more poppy and my friend's doing his World Cup soccer and his Star Trek The Next Generation. And then he just needed a bunch of extra bulbs, um, some bulb removal tools, and nice. they threw in some plumber's putty, which is very kind of them. Um, you can never have enough plumber's putty on hand, so that was <laughs> nice. Thanks, That's guys. That's my, my life motto. Yeah. Never enough plumber's putty. But yeah, so there's enough to do several games there. Sweet. So what else have you been up to these past two weeks? Well, a lot of pinball, uh, which is nice because uh, <laughs> I, I kind of had a rough... topic. Yeah, I had a rough go with the surgery, and um, I survived the Vegas trip. Um, thanks for all who listened to episode 100, uh, where Don broke our hearts. Mm. But uh, I guess since... We recorded that there. We haven't really done much of a report on what happened. So Don and I both got eliminated from the tournament, um, which I believe would have been the semifinals or the the loser bracket semifinals. We both got eliminated okay. by the same guy. It was uh, Sean, who's the Nevada state champion. And we both got eliminated on the same game, which is a Roy Clark, the entertainer cocktail pin. <laughs> um, I, I love was... that that was in the tournament. Oh, yeah. I, I was just blazing through <laughs> stuff. Um, Adam, uh, Flipper Spill owner, if you're listening, um, I hope you're recovered from the, the whipping you took on Iron Man and Stargate. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, I, I ran into the absolute beast that was Sean on Roy Clark the Entertainer. And his ball one was more than the rest of my balls combined. And I think he did the same to Don. 
And Whoa. Lee, who came with me, also got eliminated on that game by Sean. So congrats, Sean. You whipped on us pretty dang good. Did but, Sean just camp on that game all night, or what was? Oh, uh, whenever deal? he had choice, he'd go to it because he is like absolutely unbeatable on it. And um, mm. it was a single elimination in the or best of one in the losers bracket, and then on the winner's side, it was best of three. So, uh, there was no way he was going to lose in the losers bracket. So <laughs> he he ran that all the way to the finals. So that was that was very good play by him. Um, nice. But it was a blast down there. Uh, we had a good time. Thanks again for Nifty for putting that together along with Flipper Spill Underground. And uh, all who came, Ryan Clayter came, who did the posters and shirts and um, did a fantastic job on those. Um, obviously, on the podcast, we also had Nick uh, Baldrich. He, he was on the show. Um, Adam from Flipper Spill spent some time on it. Uh, the Deslubers from uh, Ulick Store were there, but uh, did not hop on the mic. And then we had some other people, uh, a lot of Las Vegas locals, um, as well as a few more people from Utah that showed up. So, really good representation. It was fun. Um, let me see. There, there was there was quite a few others. I just trying to mention the people who contributed to the planning of the event because there's too many to name, but it's great. Yeah, I watched I watched the stream that Nifty set up on Instagram. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I wish I could have been there. I got a lot of crap from a lot of people. Sorry, I couldn't make it. Oh, but, uh, we understand. I was there in spirit. We, we understand that we're a low priority in our life, but that's okay. I was in the loser's bracket with you in spirit. <laughs> you could have got Roy Clark too. <laughs> um, <laughs> Is that a thing now? We need to get Steve Bowden to add that to the pinball dictionary. I know. You've been, you've been Roy Clarked. Something about losing in a tournament on a cocktail machine should be should be a term. Uh, no comments. <laughs> so yeah, other than that, I kind of went back into recovery mode. I got home and um, I was kind of in rough shape, but the last little bit, I've been able like our our league started up, so I've been playing league and I'm doing well in that. And then last night we had a pinball poker party, and the way this works, uh, one of our league members put it on is he's got you play all the pinball machines uh, for qualifying, and what it does is that. Uh, the the way that you perform a qualifying earns you chips at the poker table. And nice. then at the poker table, however you finish is how you finish in the overall event. So it was a lot of fun. Um, I played terrible pinball. So I was like second to last of qualifying, but I finished fourth overall. So I'll take it. <laughs> um, I went all in on a hand I definitely should not have. And that's how I bounced. But uh, after that, we played some dollar games. And the way that we did it is... Uh, a dollar per ball, and you can fold at any time. So after everyone four-player game, everyone puts their dollar on the glass. And after ball one, if you want to fold, you just leave your dollar and walk away. But everybody stayed all in to the end, and I took the money. Of course I did, right? I saw that picture. That was great. But yeah, that's totally my favorite way to play dollar games is um, you buy in every ball, essentially. And the glass starts getting littered. with, And, you know, it's the best way to play Starship Troopers, I'll say. So, um, but that's a lot of stuff, but there's one thing I didn't mention, which you know about, and I do, I've got a new game coming. Yeah, you do. I'm really jealous of it. I'll let you announce it. What am I getting? You are getting a gorgeous genie. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. With a, it, it looks pretty much new, like, uh, 
totally flawless black. It comes with two back glasses, one that's in great shape, one that's flawless, and two playfields, one that's in great shape, and the other one's flawless as well. So I'm extremely excited to get that. Probably will have that by the end of the week or early next week. So super excited. Awesome. Yeah. So you're getting that shipped to you, yeah? Yes, and setting that shipping up tomorrow. So it should be fun. I'm so excited for you. Yeah. So I think that's probably it of what I've been doing. There's there's some other <laughs> little stuff, but nothing worth mentioning. But yeah. All right. Your turn. Well, it's uh, it's been a busy two weeks in Portland, as per usual. We had the C-Bar Monthly Brewer Series Tournament, where I did terribly. Um, followed the next night by our Flip City Weekly Tournament at Shanghai Tunnel, where I also did terribly. Um, I ended up running that tournament. Um, my friend Zoe, who I've talked about on the show before, she was very sick, so she asked if I could run it. Um, so it was kind of unexpected. Really um, low turnout compared to our other Flip City events. So we had like 25 people who were there. Um, and Taylor, um, from this flipping podcast actually sent me a message and said, Hey, a buddy of mine from Atlanta is going to be playing in the tournament tonight. And I was like, well, I'm already here. So <laughs> I found the one person I didn't know. And I was like, are you Eric? And yeah, of course it was. He was surprised that I knew who he was, but I was like, I know everybody else. So, um, he was super nice and he did really well in the tournament. And the next night, um, another local guy, Nate and I took him, around to a couple other spots. So we went to Pinball Outreach Project and went over to Blackbird and um, just Quarter World showed him around some of the good Portland spots while he was here. So that was fun. Um, we have a new tournament in town. So Pinball Outreach Project is doing a monthly match play tournament. So they had the first ever of those and that was super fun. Again, I didn't do well, but it was great. So um, really good time there. And then Play It Forward was a big charity tournament, and again, a match play event um, at Quarter World that one of my bells, Lex, threw. And we had 55 people turn out for that. It was massive. Wow. Just a huge tournament, and it was all day. Um, it started at 2 p.m. and finished up at 1 a.m. Wow, that's intense. <laughs> so super intense there. And then... Um, Selfie finals, we did Selfie League at C-Bar again, and I typically don't do well um, for Selfie League. I am the queen of B-League. <laughs> I consistently, if I'm there to play in B-Division, then I either win it or I'm the only person there to play in B-Division, so I automatically win. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Yay! Um, but this time I actually put up some decent scores and then um, ended up in fourth place, which was really exciting. That's nice. I, not bad at all. Yeah. Um, super stoked on that. And then we had um, season four of Bells started. So I've been super stressed running around getting that all taken care of. And um, we got our new t-shirts which are Sea Witch um, Playfield shirts designed by Matt over at Free Gold Watch in San Francisco. So if you've ever seen any of the Free Gold Watch Playfield design shirts, um, it's in a similar style to that. And they 
are gorgeous. He did such an amazing job. And then um, Black Sheep Screen and Sign printed them up for us here, and they came out great. Yeah, like, it was. They look so good. Fantastic. So good. Thanks. Thanks. I was I jealous. Got one with your name on it. <laughs> awesome. Don't be jealous. It's coming your way. I am so. pumped for that. That is. <laughs> yeah, they look so good. Yeah. Um, and I started Twitch streaming. Um, I was practicing just to get the cameras ready for when Bowen gets here in a couple of weeks, um, to do the Bells event. And I streamed stars a couple of times. And last night I got, um, the rig moved over to, to my new game, which you know about. Yeah. Do you want to tell everyone what it is? Yeah. And it's something that, uh. I would take it a second given the chance, and that's a Sea Witch. Yes. <laughs> oh, such a good game. It's so good. I've been on the hunt for one for a little while now and um, was coming up empty, and everyone basically said, oh, get in line behind me. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Um, what? When you finish what you've been doing, I've got a semi-shocking announcement, but a good reason for it, so... Ooh. Yeah. I like that. Suspenseful. Yeah. Um that's pr- that's pretty much what I've been doing, so let's let's get to it. I I don't want to wait. You can't handle that suspense? <laughs> I can't handle the suspense. So, I sold a game that um we have bonded over and that's my meteor. Oh. I know. I it's crazy, but here's why I did it. I did it because it's a guy in our league. And he is going to convert it to a Stargazer. He bought... What? Yes, he bought a brand new playfield, <gasps> a brand new back glass, and he's got the parts and getting together. So... Oh, man. The fact that he's doing that, I was like... <laughs> I, I just straight up gave it to him for what I'm into it. And like, yeah, man, please do it. Go, run. <sighs> uh, Godspeed, let me come play it. <laughs> And right. uh, yeah, so I had oh, no reservations selling it at that point. That's a worthy sacrifice. Oh, I can't wait to see what he does when he's got that. Um, at first, he was thinking he was going to turn it into a sea witch, but mm-hmm. now he ended up fi- he ended up finding a sea witch to work with. So he also got a brand new sea witch playfield and back glass. So he's going to be what? like the envy of the Salt Lake Valley real soon with those games, but. Yeah. It's the envy of me right now. I know. He'll have a brand new Sea Witch and a brand new Stargazer. Like, that's going to be awesome. So, um, I, w- I was talking to someone here about how we need to just, like, find a collective of people who are really good at working on games who can buy up, like, you know, do a bulk order from Great Witch John and get some of those um, Stargazer playfields yeah. and, um, and backlasses and build some of those machines because I would pay... Like, I would pay someone to do that for me. I don't have the technical expertise to say I'm going to buy the pieces and put this together. But if there were someone who was doing it, you know, and obviously charging for their hard work that they put into it and the parts, man, I would be all over that. Yeah, me too. I, I, and, you know, Stern not too long ago, I, it's probably been a year, year and a half now, they said that they would look into recreating some of the classics. And could you imagine if they did a run of stargazers or sea witch at this point i mean they would sell so easily um it wouldn't be like a massive five thousand game run or anything like that but they could so easily sell 500 of them stern i would get on the pre-order list so fast a brand new stargazer would just oh it'd be incredible 
but uh, please, yeah, please. so he's going to do that, and he's actually our state champ, so um, hopefully he does well at nationals in a couple of weeks, but um, yeah, I'm cheering him along with this restoration project, because that's going to be so cool. Well, let me know when he gets it finished. I'll come visit. Okay. Well, have, it's like I'll let him know now that we're planning a a big get together party. All these people you don't know are going to show up to play your stargazer, but uh, prepare for that. So, well, we can do like a live broadcast from me playing stargazer and not wanting to let go of the flipper button. Yeah, it'll be great. Um, and also, I guess this is the last thing for realsies. Uh. <laughs> With uh, some of the guys who went down to Flipperspiel for the event and some who just kind of followed what was going on, it inspired the uh, local pinhead group here, and we're looking for a place to build our own club uh, as well. Yeah. So we're going to awesome. rip off the idea, and we're going to make it happen. And <laughs> Doctor Who is going to end up there um, for sure, and I'll probably look to pick up some games to stick in there once it becomes a little closer to being a reality. But I'm way excited for that. Of all the ideas to rip off, that's one of the best ones because yeah. they've got a great thing going down there. Adam just does such a, a wonderful job, and I had the best time there. And it's really created like this kind of clubhouse atmosphere, but not in an exclusive way. In a like, everybody's welcome. We're just here to have fun. Like, how can we make you more comfortable and make this enjoyable for you? Yeah. Flipper feels just rad, and the games are in such great shape and. Yeah, it was a fantastic time. Um, oh, I guess that kind of ties into, it's not really a thing that I did. It's kind of a decision I made. So um, last year I went down to Vegas with Zoe and we played in Pin Pin, the women's tournament at the Pinball Hall of Fame. And um, it's the same weekend as Pin Go Go. So um, I know that there's a little bit of a split audience there. And um, I was trying to figure out what I was going to do this year and, you know, I got second place last year, so I obviously wanted to go back and try and do well again. And first place, as we know, is a brand new Stern, brand new inbox Stern. Yep. Um, and I wanted kind of a chance to redeem myself and maybe bring that home. But um, Zoe's not able to go, and I was kind of looking at other stuff that was going on in finances. So I'm not going to Pin Pin this year, um, which I was originally planning on. But that kind of opens me up to maybe go to Pinagogo. It's a it's a great show, um, and the people who go are awesome. It's a great crowd there. Yeah. Oh. Are you saying that because you're going? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, seriously, it was uh, first time I had ever been was last year, but it was great. Like, I think of all the shows I've been to, that's where I've played the most pinball as far as number of hours played. Um, I just didn't want to leave. Uh, the, the grounds once I got on there and the, like the game lineup is fantastic. I, like they said, I played Stargazer there um, and really came to love it there um, as well as some stuff like Gottlieb's Punk and a bunch of Atari proto prototypes, just stuff you don't generally see. I mean, it had both um, the Capcom Kingpin and Bang Big Bang Bar. It's just really interesting mix of games uh, from all eras. It's, it's great. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I've heard really great things about it, but um, you know, my first year of really traveling for pinball was last year, and I had pin pin plans, um, and I was really wanting to do it this year, but it's just it's not. I figure it's good to take a year off, and then I'll go back next year to pin pin. Yeah. Um. So yeah, California Extreme. That's something I did. Is my first year I went. I was 
kind of overwhelmed with the tournament there. The second time I went, uh, it was a year in between, and that's when I got second in the tournament. And I haven't been able to get back, but like you, I feel like I have uh, some unfinished business there. Second place is great. <laughs> you love it, but and you're so close to winning it all. You feel like uh, you really got to get back. I was just so excited that I got a trophy. It was my first, like, pinball trophy. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was my first one um, at California Extreme as well. Like, I'm taking back so some exciting. hardware. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's so exciting. You're just like, I get to bring this on the plane. It's <laughs> 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 going through security and then going through the metal detector. And I was like, oh, if you find something, it's just my trophy. <laughs> yeah. Please, please scan so that. Jazzed. Please set off the alarm please. so I can pull it out. <laughs> Uh, you guys don't want to search my bag. <laughs> don't you want to know what it's for? It's for pinball. Yeah. Blank stairs. <laughs> They're like, oh. oh, that reminds me of the time I took a few, uh, circuit boards to, um, or brought them home from Denver from on the plane. Yeah. They, when they saw circuit boards going through the carry on luggage, they were pretty <laughs> dang quick to open that up. Like, uh, we're gonna need to we're gonna need to look at this. And I was trying to explain like it's circuit boards to a pinball machine. Like, uh huh, yeah. Just the sound of the latex gloves snapping <laughs> in the background. I know. I'm just like, oh, oh. but yeah, that that set off some uh, mild alarms. Very mild. But oh man. Well, we've been doing a lot, which is great. We have. We've been busy. We've actually been pinballing. We have. Um, it's been nice to get back to that because life's been weird the last few weeks um been real weird so pinball kind of is like my normal place whether i'm playing well or poorly it it just feels like things make sense during pinball so that's good definitely it's a good um it's a good escape i've got you know some other crap going on but um pinball is always a place where i can just come back and kind of refocus so i agree we're glad to have you back. Yep. And uh, I'm assuming we'll have Don back in a week or two? Yeah, two weeks should be right on time. Yeah, plenty of time for him to uh, finish that bender and have the rest of that midlife crisis and rejoin us. So. Well, you know who will be with us in two weeks for sure. Well, nifty LED, but we already did that whole spiel. So, <laughs> no. no, do you want to, you want to say who's going to be on the show? Because I think it's kind of cool. Let's... I would love to say who's going to be on the show. So I mentioned earlier um, that we're doing a big Bells event here with the one and only Bowen Karens. Um, so he'll be here in Portland for a few days, and we're going to do um, some recording for a Bells tutorial that I will put online later for everybody. Um, but I asked Bowen if he would be up for sitting in on our recording, and he said yes. So he will be joining us for 102. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, so if you guys have any questions for Bowen, uh, prep it and send it in at pinballpodcast at gmail.com or, or the Facebook page. I'll, I'll put a post up to remind, cool. but um, it's a good opportunity to pick his brain because I think we'll be pretty casual um, yes. unless there's something specific he wants to talk about. Maybe he'll uh, go all WWE and put some people on blast. I don't know, but um, <laughs> I'm expecting it's going to be a pretty chill conversation, but I'm sure people out there have stuff they'd like to ask him. Very chill. We're still just going to be sitting in my living room, so it'll be great. Yeah. Where will Tesla be? Tesla will be sitting right here like he is right now, just kind of looking over my shoulder. <laughs> and was he okay with the Sea Witch? It looks like from the pictures he's <gasps> adopted it into the family all right. 
I don't understand what it is because he doesn't really jump up on the other machines very much, but he loves Sea Witch. He loves her. <laughs> like I woke up the other night and he was just sleeping on top of her. And I was like, what is going on right now? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know if it's the vantage point because it's on the other side. I basically, I've already had to downgrade more furniture <laughs> because I can't fit things in my living room anymore. There's because they're taken over by machines, but uh, I don't know if it's the vantage point or what it is, but he'll just like sit on top of her and survey his kingdom. Um, but he really likes her. That's good. Yeah. Always need those machines to be approved by spouses, kids, and pets. So. <laughs> Fortunately, I only have the very latter of those things. <laughs> yeah. That's, you're, you're living in <laughs> a, a, the correct manner. Um, I don't know what I do. Like if my dog or something was afraid of one of my games or something, I'm, wonder what i how i'd handle that that would be weird yeah yeah i put we did the stream um last night um my friends we just call them the borg eric and ian they they share a hive mind uh came over to help me with some of the electronic stuff um for the stream so we played some games and um i put tesla up on sewage for a little while because i love those cats on pinball videos where the cat's chasing the ball around (laughs) yeah it's like really cute and goofy and tesla won't do it and i'm like come on and he sort of refuses but he got his you know 30 seconds of twitch fame yeah he's just a little more refined he's a little more (laughs) he's not he's not your jester so he understands the mechanics he doesn't need to go running around yeah so well He's not, he's not afraid of the game. I My dog has not been afraid of any of my games. But I'll tell you what. If you're ready to talk <laughs> about it, there are certain games I am afraid of. And I know there are some you are afraid of. Um, that was a really excellent segue. I'm very proud of you. I, I, I was trying to think how am I going to link this together in a clever <laughs> way. And um, kind of it worked. but It did. It uh, did. Yeah, let's, let's jump into it. Okay. And to completely... Um, ruin that entire moment i just noticed that i my kid one of my kids must have done it my door's open i'm gonna go close that one second so i don't know like sing or dance for like 20 seconds i thought for a second you were gonna say you weren't recording and then i genuinely was going to start sobbing on the podcast i don't know how that would have gone over but um i'm glad that that's not what happened i think i think he's back Maybe back. Okay, yeah. So speaking of pets, it was my dog. He pushed the door open and I found him chewing on a drumstick. Just lovely. <laughs> <sighs> he does. All right, and we're back. We are. So <laughs> let's talk about so, this. So the uh, the topic that we were going to do is games that we are either afraid of or we just don't like seeing come up in tournament play. They either burn us or. We lack the confidence or we just don't understand them in a competitive setting. Um, and I know we can have specific examples to draw on or we could just have, you know, like games where you just figure I just don't want to see it. So uh, I, I guess no formal way to do it, but let's jump in on this. How, why don't you why don't you start us off? Okay, I didn't you know do these in any kind of list fashion, but yeah, I came up with I. some solid examples. So um, one of the games that I don't like seeing come up in tournament play, um, especially here in Portland, is the Sopranos. First of all, we have 30-something Sopranos in town. They're everywhere. <laughs> so it becomes a game that I never really want to play when I go somewhere. Because you're just like, oh, it's another Sopranos. And you 
come to, or at least I do, just sort of brush it off and be like, I don't want to have to play another Sopranos. Also, the last time I played it in a tournament was against my friend Keith, and on ball one, he had like 87 million on ball one. And I was like, okay, I was sitting there literally like having conversations with people, they were finishing their games, like the whole round was almost over, and he was still on ball <laughs> one. And at that point, it's like, do you even want to walk up to the machine? I'm like, I'm. there's no way... Number one, I have the skill. Number two, I have the patience to put as much time as you did into this. Yeah, uh, that that game is very susceptible to um, very long, like, single ball, or, or long games in general, but to where someone just kind of gets in a cycle of uh, multiple multi-balls, and yeah, it can just go and go and go. So. Yeah, I'm never never excited to see it come up. Yeah, I actually agree with that. I'm not a big fan of that game in tournament play. Um, pretty similar reasons for that. I think the last time I played it in League, um, it was a location one, and it had a little bit of a machine gun flipper issue. And so it was really annoying. Um, it was really... It was intermittent. Uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't happening often. But one of our other alternate machines was down, so we just all agreed, hey... It's going to burn some of us. It's going to maybe not get others. Let's just get through this finish league night. And uh, yeah, it screwed me over two or three times. <laughs> you go to trap the ball and then your flipper just starts going nuts and it threw it right into the outlane. So cool, cool, awesome. cool. I did that on a Congo the other night where we're like, we knew there was a problem with it. Anytime you got it into that upper saucer, it would not recognize that it was there and it would take forever to go into ball search. You just sat around for a long time waiting for it to go. But we had so many people at that tournament that to take a game out was um, not something that we thought would be a good idea. Yeah. And then of course I end up drawing on it and was sitting there for forever. And I don't do well when I have to wait like in a tournament where it takes a lot of time in between rounds. Yeah. That's hard. Kind of, that's hard. Yeah. I get distracted. I'm just like not in the, you know, mind space for it anymore. But I was playing with someone who's like super patient and did a much better job managing that situation than I did. Yeah. Um, I, I play much better if I can get quickly through games. Um, I start just getting real casual, getting more social and, Oh yeah, it's my time to play. Okay. I'll go up there and I'll kind of forget that I'm supposed to be competing and turn around. Well, that was a terrible ball. And I was like realizing, Oh, wait a minute. I might've just got eliminated, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, my list is going to be funny because it's going to be similar to a list of games I love, but um, I'll explain how that works. So my first one, and I think I might have broken the curse at Flipperspill, but uh, it's Iron Man. Um, Iron Man has eliminated me from three tournaments um, where I was playing super, super well, and then I had to play on an Iron Man, and Iron Man can... Well, everyone knows that it's the great equalizer. It can just absolutely punish you. Um, and it usually does, um, including my own Iron Man. I've been screwed over by that. So as much as I love the game and I, you know, I'm not terrible at it. I'm good at the game. Um, I've just been eliminated from too many tournaments by that thing. It might even be higher than that number. But yeah, Iron Man knocks me out. So Flipper's Bill... Um, Adam chose Iron Man, and I, I beat him on it, and I think that's the first time I've ever advanced on Iron Man, so that felt good to do, but still I'd rather not take the risk, so if I can avoid that game, I will. 
See, I have I have Iron Man on my list. I was kind of saving it because this is a you know <laughs> Iron Man, of course, has a lot of tension for you and I ah, with our stern list. I know it's what's eventually going to cause us to fight, but not yet. Yeah, yeah, not not so much. I mean, I could I could feel it building. Like if you show up at Pinburg, we might have to get get in that uh, big gladiator ring. But. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I have never won on a game of Iron Man in a tournament. Every single time I've been called on in a tournament, I have lost. Yeah. Um, most notably, I was in a pin golf tournament at 8-Bit, which is an arcade, amazing arcade up in Renton, Washington, near Seattle. Uh-huh. Their collection's great. Like The games are super fun. I love all the people there. So I was having a great time. And then I was I was doing decently well in the pin golf, not great. Um, and then I was in a four-way tie break to get into the finals. Three of the four would advance. Oh, no. And it was on Iron Man. And I just, I knew it was not going to go well. But there's still that thing in your head, especially when you're in that kind of situation where it's like, only one of you will get knocked out from this. Like, seventy-five percent of you will be a-okay. Yeah, <laughs> one person takes the walk of shame. One person. So, um, yeah, I lost, and it was spectacularly bad. And I, you know, spent the rest of the day across the street at the Mexican restaurant where they have margaritas as big as your head. So that. Was... <laughs> uh kind of my move after that but it's one of those things where it's just so i don't know if it's a mental block or what it is i genuinely don't enjoy playing the game even when i'm not playing it in a tournament setting and i'm like okay let me get some time in with this and see if i can kind of get past this mental roadblock whatever it is i don't have fun playing iron man and i think that's why i don't do well when i play iron man oh for sure and why it's um you know in the spot it is on my bottom stern list because i i just have never had fun playing the game yeah my next mention will be for that reason and uh okay. but but we'll get to it um so i totally understand that i hate competing on games i just don't like yeah so it's a it's a tough one yeah so what's your next game um my next one Oh, I guess, yeah, that was bounced back to you because you also had Iron Man. Yeah, so my next one's yeah. Fishtails. I don't like the game. I know it's a very popular game, um, and I hate competing on it because I just don't like playing it. Uh, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, orbit, left, right, left, right. I just, blah. I, I know exactly what I'm going to do every time. I feel like they're never going to change it. Yeah, maybe once in a while I'll say let's go ahead and do multiball, but I just boo to that game and since i dislike it so much and it does get picked often in tournaments yeah. um you see it yeah i just and, and they make it brutal i know they make it brutally hard but whatever i just don't like it <laughs> i don't know if to me when i get into a rhythm on that game i don't play it often like it's not a game that i'm going to choose to play but um we were playing dollar games out a few weeks ago and um someone called dollar games on fishtails and i had to you know go in make my mark so i'm like all right let's do this and i was player one and i just instantly found those boat ramps and i just found them and it just felt really good like 
in the flow without even having to think about it too much, hitting those shots and like the combo and like getting it around and getting that monster fish on the very first shot. Yeah. It was really satisfying to be able to play it that way because I feel like a lot of times I'm always like, oh, I'm just going to end up hitting that center target and draining or, you know, whatever it is. But when I found that sweet spot, I actually was like having a nice, enjoyable, satisfying game of fishtails. And I don't have them often. But when you get to that spot, I think that it can be fun. Yeah, and I think part of the reason why I dislike it so much is I I had one. Um, Mm -hmm. And on mine that I had, uh, no matter how I adjusted that game, I just couldn't make it hard. I did everything to it. Um, I was just super dialed into that boat ramp. And in competition, if you're not dialed in, it's... You just bomb out immediately on that game if you if you can't find those shots, um, right. and it's just frustrating. And if you if you are dialed in, yeah, like I said, it can feel real satisfying. But if you're super dialed in, usually it's like okay, I'm gonna win this round, whatever. But I just don't like playing it. <laughs> but yeah, if I hadn't owned it, that probably would have helped a lot towards kind of appreciating it more in competition. Definitely. Yeah, if I had to play it more than I do right now, I would probably get bored with it. <laughs> so, all right, what's your next one? Okay, so my next one um, is The Dark Knight. Um, it's a similar kind of thing where I feel like my, you know, whatever strategy I try, because I try and change it up, it just doesn't it just doesn't click for me, especially when I'm playing in a tournament, because then I feel like I'm watching to see what the other person's doing. And I was like, Oh, that's not working. Maybe I should change my strategy. And it just, it has me second guess myself a lot more than I would anticipate with that game. It's like, okay, am I going for Joker? Am I going for Scarecrow? Do I want to, you know, how am I setting this up? And it's one of those games where there's, you know, a lot of, you know, combinations of things where you bring one thing into another and set one thing up with another. And, I am very much more a straightforward. I don't get super deep in rules or super deep in stackings. And I know that that's why I'm not an amazing player. You know, like I'm an okay player because I don't do those things. But then when I get too much in my head and try and overanalyze them, then I do even (laughs) worse. So it's a game that I find myself doing that very easily on and it always bites me. It's just frustrating. And that, that was in my um, one-point round of Pinburg. It was the worst, worst ever. So it kind of sticks sticks in my mind in that place of, hey, you had this round. You could have got 12 points. You got one point. Cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. That'll sour you on a game for competition for a while. Yeah. Well, I have never had to compete on that beyond like a league thing, so... I have not found those pains yet, but um, the other thing I'd say about the game is there's a lot of like dead shot spots too, so it can feel like you're uh, constantly bricking stuff for a little while, and when you're competing, every brick shot feels like so much bigger of a deal than it actually is, so I think a game can ramp that up a little bit. Um, My next game is a game I actually really really like i just hate competing on it and it's medieval madness and it's usually because in tournaments they make them so brutally hard that if you <laughs> even slap the button too hard you're you're getting a double tilt danger um and i swear in tournaments every single one is set up to castle shots are going straight down the middle 
So, uh, I don't know. Like, I really like the game, but every time I compete on it, it just feels like I have to totally just baby the thing and just can't even lean on it or anything. Um, so within, within a tournament setting, man, they just make it crazy tough. And, uh, to me, it's almost too tense to where it feels like every time I miss a ramp, uh, the ball's probably going to go out or you get punished for made shots a lot. Um, so yeah, the game drives me crazy in tournaments. Um, I've done okay on it. Um, I think even in California Extreme, I won the group that I played on it. But yeah, I think I've I've been burned more than I've been blessed by Medieval Madness. Same. It seems like the flippers in tournaments are either too weak to make the ramps, yes. and you can make the castle, or they're powerful enough to make the ramps, but then if you hit the castle, then it just goes straight down the drain. Yeah, yeah. Like there's there's no happy medium in those in those instances or you have like four multi balls ready to go but the ball won't stay in the merlin shot so it just keeps <laughs> yep i was actually in a tournament um and the guy who i was playing against was standing like close enough where he could see everything that was going on and three times got it in the scoop and it just kicked it out without awarding my multi-ball oh so like, frustrating okay so it's literally gone in the scoop it's not even like it grazed over it sat in there and got kicked out yep. three times and uh as soon as the tournament's over you go play it for fun and it will it'll work all day but <laughs> right <laughs> so excellent that, game that... just drives me crazy <laughs> okay that kind of leads into my next one very nicely which it's not the game itself necessarily, but it's a recent example of this thing um, where we had a tournament at Pop, the match play tournament, and they have um, a, oh my gosh, um, skater die. What's the, why can't I remember the name? Skateball? It's not skateball. It's the one that's like skate or die. Like the um, radical. Ra- oh, radical. Okay. Hi. Yes, it's a radical. <laughs> Yikes! Um, I blocked it from my memory. It was so painful. No, <laughs> it was. That's just my terrible memory at play. Um, so before the tournament started, I put up a great game on radical. Like got my jackpots, felt the flow, like everything was really good. So then I get called up on radical in a group. And it was a four-player group, and I just bricked it straight away on ball one, and then everyone in my group proceeded to put up, like, eight, nine, ten mil on ball one. <laughs> of course they did. I was <laughs> <laughs> like, well, and I had to sit and, like, wait while everyone plays this, and it's one of those situations again where I'm just like, all right, do I even need to go and play my other balls? Can I just go home now? Because it was my last strike, too, and I knew it was coming. But I had to sit there and wait for everyone to get through. Um, that was that was a tough one. But those kinds of things where you play a game like before a tournament or after a tournament and you do really well, but in the tournament itself, it's just crap. Yeah. It's just so bad. That's called uh, Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ghostbusters will screw you so just completely in a tournament. Yeah. Uh. Kind of everybody, equally though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, yeah, I've seen seen a lot of that going around. Yep. Uh, that will be in my honorable honorable mention list because just at league, I hit a I hit a bug this last week, 
where uh, I won't explain the whole thing, but essentially a mode wouldn't finish. And it was a top of ladder mode, and the mode won't finish and it won't time out, and you can't do anything because you can't start a new mode. Um, you can't collect any Tobin's awards. It's just running, and hits to it don't award any points. So th it, that is more of an issue of that the game just has bugs. And there's other bugs that are totally game breaking that I think they're playing with fire, putting that in the Papa Championships. Um, yeah. I hope they don't have issues with it. Or I hope they're going to, a lot of times when they put a newer Stern into those, they show up with like the latest code update that then gets released after. So I hope they have a more stable code base for that because yeah, so. it's a little bit scary uh, that they're going to use that in the <laughs> championships. I can see someone either finding an exploit or someone getting a major malfunction based on a bug. So. Right. Uh, and at what point, I don't know, at what point is it a major malfunction, you know, when you're, when it's in the code of the game? Yeah. And it really makes things difficult when they're in those four-player groups and someone gets a bug, you know, it, it's, it's, it's rough. I mean, there's some bugs, like, I don't know how they would handle it, like, uh, sometimes if you get a tilt warning while the ball drains, it won't award bonus, and bonus can be huge in that game. Uh, what kind of was that a minor malfunction? It technically didn't have any mechanical issues, but it didn't award like a huge block of points. Also, huge. Um, yeah. And it's not a switch error, or there's an error where um, if you shoot the ball to start video mode and the ball goes in there. Um, during the video mode, it will just eject your ball, and since your flippers are dead because you're playing the video mode, you can't <laughs> save it. And so, as soon as the happen. video mode ends, uh, your ball does too. So, what kind, of, like, what kind of malfunction is that? Uh, it, it's going to be crazy to watch, but um, that's an honorable mention. I have other actual mentions, but I just interject with that. So, yeah, I uh, agree with that. <laughs> my next one is my all-time favorite game. I don't know if you remember what that game is, but uh, it is one that gives me the sweats to step up to in competition. That's Twilight Zone. Um, I, again, love the game. I actually do enjoy competing on it, but it terrifies me. Uh, and because Twilight Zone has those pop bumpers on the left side, which in tournament when the outlanes are completely open and the tilts are tight... I swear, anytime it goes on the pop bumpers, it's about a 75% chance it's going to drain. So you do everything you can to avoid them. But inevitably, the ball will find it. But the bigger issue is when you're playing in a group play, somebody in that group is going to release the dang Powerball. And you're going to step up to the machine, <laughs> and it's you're going to get ready to plunge. It's going to kick the ball out, and it's going to say, Powerball. And I hate it you're like, so oh, much. man, if I don't get that thing up to the gumball in the first flip, uh, it's just going to be out of control here. And, uh, yeah, I've I've had that happen to me a few times, and it's it's tense. But, uh, yeah, that game that game will do you wrong. <laughs> That's never a good moment, just, like, hearing that and seeing it pop out. I'm like, oh. And this is from someone who loves putting Powerballs in games. Like, I will put yeah. blow balls, throwing balls into a ton of games. I do it for Bells Olympics. I do it to torture people. I do it for fun. I do it for dollar games. Like, Super enjoy it, but when you're in a tournament situation and that one just pops out and you're not expecting it, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, just that feeling of dread. Yeah, it happened to me at Pinagogo. I was like, really? Come on. 
you're pl- you're super soft plunging because it goes further than the normal ball on the skill shot, and then <laughs> it it ejects out of the the slot machine, and you do what would normally be a good be a good catch, but it's just a little bit extra bounce. It hits the sling, it shoots over and finds its way into the rocket, which sends it to the pop bumpers, and then it just shoots straight out the out lane, and you barely even realize what had happened. You walk away, you step back up, and it says Powerball again. And you're like, ah, yeah. how did it happen again? <laughs> so, of course. But, you I know, like... you obviously, if you if you put it back, it's a good payoff. But Yeah. Anyway. See, I don't enjoy that element of the unknown, but at the same time, when we did Bells Olympics, I did World Cup soccer with some Powerball. Oh, man. So it was a mix, so you never knew what you were getting at any point in time. So I say that I don't enjoy it, and then I force other people to enjoy it. So I guess karmic retribution or something. Yes. Uh, the the nice thing is the Magna save is just as effective on a Powerball as a regular pinball on that game. We d- we did test it, yeah. Um, well, it's not effective at all in that no one ever successfully uses the Magna save. No. However, we did make sure that it would actually work. And it does on the glow balls. The magnet will grab it. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah, theoretically. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, mechanically it works. In practice, not a chance. (laughs) Nope. I think I have successfully used the magnet save once ever in competition. Yeah. And I was so surprised (laughs) that I probably just lost it after that. I don't even remember what happened after that point. It was just... You probably called everybody to come. Guys, look, 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 it's there. And then it fell and rolled off your flipper. (laughs) Yep, pretty pretty much. Yeah. Uh, um, okay, it's me. So um, something that I don't like to encounter is a theater of magic in the wild. Whenever I get called up in a tournament on theater, the person I'm playing is like, "Oh man, you have you have this game. This is your game." And I'm like, "Oh god, they never play like mine. No, they ever. Don't. They never play like my machine." And Mine is very. Mine was like home use only. It's like very clean, very crisp. And most of the theaters that I encounter, it's like the trunk's broken or this doesn't work. You know, something is always busted that I'm not accustomed to. I can't find the shots on the flippers the way that I know where they are on mine. It's so frustrating. Plus, there's the added pressure of the person you're playing saying, "Oh, well, you're just you're just gonna crush this <laughs> because you own it," and then I never do. Like okay, well, this is not good at all. So it's a game that I love. I adore it. I will play it forever. But if you call me on it in a tournament, I will be sad. Yeah, you. That's uh, that's also the Ghostbusters effect because there's so much variance in that game, especially between the premiums and the pros. That uh, if you don't find things immediately, it's just a brick fest. And there's a high chance that one or two things aren't working. So. Yeah. But, okay. Um, I only have a couple left. I don't know how much you have left in your list. But uh, one that absolutely seems to always burn me in competition, that's Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh, because in tournaments, they a lot of people who have it in home use or whatever, they have those outlane extenders. In tournaments, they never have them. Those are always pulled. So the outlanes are absolutely brutal. Um, the game has a lot of long shots that if you can't find them quickly, you're going to drain. And it's generally set really steep. So, and I was talking to a friend last night about this. For a wide body game, the ball is back in your face very, very quickly um, <laughs> compared to 
there's not as much side-to-side slowness that you get from a lot of white bodies. So that game just, it punishes you for those misses, and those out lanes will just, I swear there's just vacuums attached to them, and it's just pulling the ball. <laughs> uh, they're, they're incredibly dangerous, and uh, yeah, if it hits the sling, goodbye. So yeah, I, I'm just I'm that's a game that I'm on edge when I walk up to it. I'm like, okay, I have to be in 100% control 100% of the time or this ball's done. So see, and now I'm thinking that would be great for Pinball Olympics putting vacuums in the <laughs> <laughs> high-powered electromagnets in the outlines. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but that's because I'm a terrible person. Um, okay. So Another game, and I guess it's just kind of indicative of games that have very deep rule sets, is Wizard of Oz. Yeah. I don't... It's not very common for us to have them come up here, um, but when I do have to play one, I just don't know enough about the game. And there are so many, like, I've I've watched Taylor play it, I listened to Taylor talk to Carl D'Angelo on the last The Slippin' episode, and talk about his Wizard of Oz strategy, my eyes just glazed over because I have no idea what's going on in that game. And there are so many ways for it being such a deep and confusing game to start with. Yeah. There are so many ways that the game messes with you so that you don't know what's happening anyway. Where it's like, okay, all the lights are going out so you can't even go for lit shots. Like, that's not a strategy anymore. It's just... It's very... It's very frustrating to me to go up to the game so many times and walk away not feeling like I know anything more about it than I did the last time I played it. Um, and I know that there are some people who are much more in tune with it and, you know, know those deeper rule sets better, but I just, I just don't. Um, it's kind of similar like Game of Thrones, you know, has so many different multipliers you can do on this different shot or, you know, I, I will never remember all of the mathematical, you know, ways to get more points on X game. I I don't mind Game of Thrones in competition because it's like a very flowy, fun game to play. So I just focus on that and don't really care about the math. But, sure. Um, but something like Wizard of Oz, where there are so many different places to, you know, you've got the upper play fields, like both of them. And then you've got like the witch zone, so many different skill shots it's way too much information for me to sit and process. And I like to approach games that I don't know well having a two shot strategy. So like when I was at Pinburg and I would walk up to a game, I didn't know I would ask a friend who was, you know, on a nearby bank or who I knew had played in that bank earlier, like text them and say, tell me two things about this game. And that's all when I'm focusing on a new game in tournament play or a game I don't know very well. I just want to know two things. And that's enough for me. But knowing two things about Wizard of Oz doesn't get me anywhere. Sure. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I, I really like the game, but to compete on it, I just don't ever feel like I can get dialed into any sort of strategy. I'm just like playing for really long balls, trying to get multi balls going, but I don't know how to maximize my score on that game at all. So. Okay, wait, side note really quick, since you said dialed in. Are you still reordered? Is everything still moving along? Yep. Yeah, I'm still on the list, and <laughs> I get to play it in three weeks down at Texas Pinball Festival, so I'm excited for that. But yeah, yes. totally still in. Yes, I'm excited for you. Yeah. Okay, what do you have next? Okay, Um. so this, this next one 
Um, I I don't like it in tournaments, and it's kind of disappearing because of its weak code. Uh, just for a while, I ran into it more than once, and that's Kiss. Um, I don't like playing that game because I feel like it. As much as people say, "Oh, you just got to dial in the Gene Simmons eject and it's fine," that thing will spit it down the middle on you. It is unsavable. You can't you can't save it if it's kicking it down the middle. And two out of your three balls will be lost that way. But I don't know the game well enough to do anything but to try and take a mode into that multiball or something. So I, it's kind of like I have to shoot for it. I have to try and get that multiball going. Um, but it's so annoying how bad that thing will just shoot it straight down the middle. Unsavable. Um, Wait, but isn't there something in the code now where there, a ball save comes on when Gene spits it out? Like, you have a couple seconds? Whenever I played it in a tournament, and maybe they've added that now, but whenever I've played it, that's either been turned off or it wasn't there. And so I just, oh. like, ugh, walk away from it. and um, That and I just... Uh, anytime I have to look at the animations on that game, I <laughs> a little part of me dies inside. But... <laughs> The limited I... <laughs> artistic talent I have screams to get a, get away from it. So, uh, yeah, I just don't like playing the game, especially in competition. I I never used to be a fan of it. I don't know if it was a recent code update or what, but um, I actually don't mind playing it. I, I think that it's it's got good flow to it. Um, we have one operator here in town, Chris Rhodes, who took – so there's that little post – um, on the right side of the pot bumper cluster that stops the ball from coming out um, horizontally into the playfield from there, and it always makes it enter the playfield below the pot bumpers, if that makes sense. Right, I know what you're saying. So he removed that post, so now it has the chance to just shoot out from the pops to the right, which I like because it randomizes it a little bit more. So I enjoy playing that machine where he's kind of altered it in that way, but. Um, yeah, I wouldn't like playing it if there wasn't a ball save when it spits out from Gene because that's super unpredictable and most of the time it's going to go down the drain. Yeah, um, yeah it's just unsavable if it's going that direction. Just too hard yeah. of a shot. So. Yeah. Well, we went through the ones on my list, really, in terms of specific examples. Do you have more games that you wanted to talk about? Um, As far as like... Uh very rough moments there's the uh moment like whitewater tends to be a one that i i like playing it in competition but it tends to uh to give me a, a hard time here and there as far as just that game can pr provide some really hard drains that you just have that just are unsavable um but on the other hand the reason i like playing it is usually loss of control is your own fault in that game yeah. You have a lot of opportunities to trap, a lot of opportunities to aim and make your shot. It just punishes you hard for missing. So I like playing on it, but I've been victimized by that a few times in tournaments. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that that's come up. Um, another one similar to that is Metallica. Uh, I like playing it in competition, um, but it's very brutal. I've had the stupid snake spit it out down the middle on me <laughs> several times. Um, and... Uh, Donovan Step eliminated me on Metallica at uh, Rocky Mountain Pinball Showdown. It was his own game. Uh, <laughs> but both of us scored under 5 million. I mean, it was just kicking our butt. I think he only beat me by like 100,000 points. 
And to see that we both scored under five million, walk away from like, what what did that game just do to us? Like, should we report that? Because I think that was assault. But um, that game so hard in tournaments. They they tighten everything up to the point where like Sparky almost sets the tilt sensors off. But I love yeah, the game. I... I think it's great, but uh, it it usually roughs me up. Uh, but I like I like it again. Like Whitewater, loss of control is gener- generally your fault except for a little bit of random randomness off Sparky, but he's so far up the playfield that you do have time to nudge or save. Um, the snake is where you can get kind of screwed, but otherwise I like it. Yeah, the uh, the Vancouver flip-out tournament had a Metallica in the main bank. That was just brutal. Like, the tilt was ridiculous. If you breathed on it the wrong way, then you were going to tilt your ball. It was so bad. So I was... Um, two machines over i was playing on roadshow and then there was a machine in between me and metallica that had like a six eight-year-old girl who was playing on it like her whole family was there it was really cute and then on metallica was someone who uh, i will not name who was playing and kept tilting tilted every ball not learning their lesson (laughs) to not touch the machine and let it rest in between balls and um ended their game well i knew that they ended their game because they cursed very loudly and i was like my initial instinct was there is a child standing next to you like not that i have uh not done my share of cursing in tournaments but um yeah i was just like that's maybe not appropriate (laughs) so i looked over when it happened like i happened to have my ball trapped i looked over saw him look over his shoulder to make sure that a tournament director or scorekeeper had not seen because he ended his game with uh like a million and a half points so bad so he looks over his shoulder to make sure no one saw and then starts a new game oh style yeah it was rude i was just like what like you did this to yourself like you need to learn and it's brutal to all of us it's not just doing it to you it was that was not cool but i can see how people would be really frustrated with a game behaving that way but i mean to the point of making them want to cheat (laughs) so at the at the uh, metallica launch party in san francisco um i was uh the way they were doing it is you'd go and you, you were you weren't playing a group server you just play and they were just recruiting best score and I wasn't paying attention to the guy in front of me who was playing. Um, but he finished his ball three. I walked up and hit start, plunged my ball. And the second I plunged it, it just oh, tilted. No. <laughs> oh, no. And then he leans over and goes, oh, hey, buddy, just so you know, I picked the front legs up and dropped it. You, you might want to let that rest. <laughs> and, I was, and because I plunged, I had, I just lost the ball. So I basically played two balls on the launch oh. part. <laughs> I don't know. I think I finished okay, but... Yeah, he had that same, I guess, moment of extreme frustration where he tilted out his first two balls. So on the third ball, uh, he just picked the front of the machine up and dropped it, and like, there's your, there's your tilt, and walked off. Jeez, so That's so unnecessary. I don't understand when people get super aggro on machines. I'm I, like, yeah, they must be the ones that are out there road raging, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. so rude. So, did you have any other honorable mentions, or? No, it's. I think it's more just like you know, circumstantial. We we had a tournament, that charity tournament I mentioned at Quarter World. I got called on Centaur, which I was really excited about because I love that machine and um, can put up some good scores on it. And um, the machine wasn't 
It's not just that it wasn't level, it's that three of the legs were the correct height and one of them was very short. Oh no. So it was like wobbling. <laughs> so you had to almost hold the game in place while you were playing it so that it didn't tilt. Oh boy. It was ridiculous. It was so, so bad. And then uh, I was player two and on ball four, it was set to five ball. On ball four or five, I don't remember which one it was, he tilted through to my ball, so he got disqualified, and I had to tell him that he was disqualified, and he was just like, I didn't do anything. I was like, I know, but this game is terrible. (laughs) Um, Sorry. So then um, I got to play another ball. It was ruled that I got to play another ball at the end of the game. I had to get... 730,000 points in one ball Uh in order to win. Um, I got up to 670,000 and then tilted. Oh no, I see. I I felt that coming. (laughs) And it was, I wasn't doing, literally I wasn't doing anything. I just wasn't holding the machine in the proper place so that it wouldn't wobble back onto the other leg that was shorter than the rest of them. It was so devastating, because I would have had it, too. You didn't baby it the right way. <laughs> I did not. I am not accustomed to having to cradle the game while I'm playing it. Um, one thing that uh, I think I differ from when it comes to competition, like a lot of people say, when you ask this question, they say, oh, basically, any EM. They hate when it comes down to an EM because it's random or it's house balls are an extreme possibility, but I love, love uh, playing EMs in competition and early solid state games. I, they, they can do that. There's no ball savers. There's um, a lot of times you launch and it comes straight down the middle. And with those EMs, you can't, you can't shake too hard. Like you can't do the big shove save because a lot of times tilt is end of game, not just end of ball. But right. uh, I, I do well on them in competition and to me there's just it's not coming down to game knowledge hardly at all at that point there's some like knowing how to maximize bonuses and and things like that but it's really just coming down to that pure are you more locked in can you hit the shots and keep the ball alive longer and I just love that um but yeah I I understand why people hate to see all right we've been playing uh modern games for five hours now we're gonna move to finals and it is on and then they pull out some you know 60s wedgehead or something like that but (laughs) i love it personally (laughs) i do too i actually had written down after this this um therapy session of talking about the games (laughs) that we don't like i had written down what games do you really like to be called on? And my only bullet point is early solid state. Yeah. <laughs> I love them. Me too. Me too. Well, it's it goes back to kind of my thing where it's like, if I have two things I can focus on and make a game successful doing two things, that's great. And typically I can. It's like, okay, hit these drops, go for this spinner. Or, you know, go for this collect scoop or whatever the case may be. It's something that I feel is very easily relatable in a tournament setting like you know there's a simple set of goals and it's just down to who can accomplish those things the best like who who does the best job of accomplishing these goals and i think that's why i love early solid states in general like you know my home collection is three out of four are early solid states so i really enjoy that style of game 
And I do think that, you know, a lot of different people can excel at that style of game. So it makes the competition more interesting. Um, I'm not going to say that it's, you know, an equalizer or whatever people say about it, because I don't necessarily agree with that. I think there are people who are not in tune to that type of game or can't dial certain things back or adjust. And if you can't do those things, you're not going to do as well on those games. But I love playing early solid states or, you know, we don't have a ton of EMs in town for competition, but when we do, I mean, Pop has a Grand Prix that I just love playing and a volley that I love playing. Um, and I'm always super excited to get called on those as opposed to any of the DMDs. I would rather play early solid states and EMs all the time in competition. Yeah, same here. Um, again, they can be brutal. Game times are generally shorter, but it's just... I don't know, like, as far as my collection, it, it skews very heavily towards modern. I do have some older stuff, but uh, I don't know, for competition, if I had my choice, it would be classic all day long. Totally. So I need to I need to play more classics tournaments. I think I'm going to start doing that this year as I travel around, so. Yeah, definitely. I was actually looking at, um, you know, travel plans and kind of where I would go to play in different tournaments, and there were two factors that were kind of going into that and I still haven't made any solid plans but um match play over herb style because I don't like herb style at all I know that a lot of people do and that's fine it's just not for me like queuing up and paying more money in and and I just don't like it I like the communal part of tournaments which match play definitely provides you meet more people it's more social and herb style is just like very individual yeah um so not exactly what i'm after but um yeah match play and then classics so those are the two things that are motivating me to get out to you know events and to go to to bigger shows and stuff like that so the Northwest Pinball Arcade Show has a big match play tournament. It has classics pin golf, so it covers a lot of bases for me, and it's really close. <laughs> so I'm stoked about that. Um, but, you know, outside of that in Pinburg, I don't really have anything planned in terms of traveling for tournaments or shows. So if anyone has recommendations, send them my way. Yeah, I think I need to look into possibly doing like a Friday flight in for that Northwest show. Yes. Um, I uh, I don't hate the Herp style, but I'm not a fan of it either, if that makes sense. Like, I'll play it. It's kind of whatever. Um, sometimes at shows where I have other things going on, it's kind of convenient for me because I can flow in and out of qualifying. And if I'm doing a live show or something like that, it works. But um, kind of what I've been liking lately is play each game once to qualify for your positioning in the groups and then go to match play from there. I think that's kind of a fine way of starting it. Um, but I, like you, totally favor match play. The social side of it is just so much more fun. Um, and I think that's why I really started liking pin golf. Just the casual, real social and conversational nature of it. It's great. Definitely. And you're cheering for the the people or person that you're going through the holes with like yep. you're in this together you haven't seen the big picture of who's you know in what place and how who has how many points it's like you have a partner almost and you're like let's get through this together which is so cool i love that i love that it's the thing about pinball you know competition that i really enjoy i did not like 
competitive pinball. When I walked in and it was like a two-strike knockout or whatever situation, I hated it. I was like, I'm never doing this again. And then there was a tournament that we had that was, I think it was a KISS launch party tournament. And I didn't even play KISS the whole time that we were there. I just played in the match play, which was on every other machine. Yeah. But it was match play. And I met so many people. Everyone was super nice. We were sitting around talking. It wasn't so serious. That's the thing that I was like, yeah, I want to come back and spend more time with these people. Even if it was in a tournament style that I didn't care for as much, that's kind of what turned the tide for me in terms of competitive play was being able to have that social aspect to it that I wasn't getting previously. So if I hadn't ever encountered that style early on, I probably wouldn't be playing competitively. Yeah, I'd, and thank goodness because now uh, you obviously enjoy it very much. So um, some people have asked uh, for putting on their own events. Uh, like if pinball is kind of new in the area as far as competitive stuff goes, I would definitely encourage match play just so that the people who come to the event kind of find those little bits of bonds and the next event they're a little more comfortable it's a really fast way to grow it make sure that people when they come talk to each other and kind of hang out um a lot of times if it's like a first pinball tournament people are kind of they haven't played in tournaments so they're a little nervous to begin with they don't know the people that they're that are around so if the format helps to drive that social side that's great if not try and do something else at the event that encourages people to get to know each other a little bit, uh, make it social. Cause it makes a huge difference. Definitely. hundred so. percent. Well, um, I think that was kind of fun. Uh, and I feel like that was definitely therapeutic. So we exercised some pinball demons. Yeah. Thanks for letting me lay on your pinball couch and talk <laughs> through some uh, traumatic <laughs> moments that I've had in competition, <laughs> but, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to the upcoming year and, competitive play not being able to do the SES was kind of rough like I I showed up it was the day after my surgery and I was bleeding all over myself I was like I can't do this I'm out um so that was like a real bummer way to start the year but looking ahead at what I'm going to be doing I'm really excited about it so I'm I, I'm, I'm I'm all amped up Jessica <laughs> I, I can tell Contain I know yourself this is my this is the thing. This is my excited voice. This is my angry voice. This is this is what you get from me. So, all right. Um, Good to know. Well, a couple of uh, things to kind of mention. So, with our good friends from Ulex Store, ulexstore.com, uh, they do all sorts of kind of gifts and awesome custom-made trophies. And man, if I start naming all the stuff they do, we'll be here forever. But they do a lot of also cool pinball mods uh flipper bat toppers um all sorts of stuff our our league this year the winner's gonna get a trophy that they made which looks fantastic i already have it here and i'm excited to award that hopefully it just stays at my house i'd love to win it <laughs> um but they ran a contest through february and we had people uh participating on that so the Winner of the Ulex Store sponsored contest is Steve F. And Steve, I will get in touch with you and connect you with uh, the good and wonderful folks at Ulex Store so that they can let you know um, how to receive your prize. And he's going to be getting two uh, two two flipper bats. So 
they're awesome. Um, the ones in Ghostbusters that make it look like the trap are perfect, but um, super easy to stick on and they stay put. So check out their store at ulexstore.com. Uh, they have a lot of really cool stuff there. So. Thanks. Yeah. Congratulations, Steve. Yeah, I have um, the flipper bat toppers for Theater of Magic, which are pretty great. Yeah. Got little um, cats and bunnies. Just to mention, so uh, the game that they were playing was Metallica, and Steve put up 280 million, which is Dang. a great score. So. Wow. Way to go. <laughs> I like it. And uh, they've also mentioned that they uh, were would be open to another tournament, so. Uh, we'll figure out how we want to do that and um, probably start up a new one real soon. So uh, look for more from them. Uh, Sweet. Yeah. While you're at it, check out some other people who were kind to us or at least acknowledge our existence. Um, <laughs> so we've already mentioned Nifty LED, but Measle Mods, the probably the nicest people in pinball, right? Like, I don't think I've ever seen a negative thing come out of them. They've got that whole pinball love thing going on, but that's MeaselMods.com. Uh, you already mentioned Nifty, and you did a fine job with that. Um, over at This Loop and Podcast, one of their grumpy co-hosts, Taylor, he, he makes the Rails, Reese Rails. Uh, check those out. I sent a few people his way, so I need to talk to him to see if they ever reached out. But uh, he makes the oak uh, rails, side rails for games, which are a lot better than the softer wood that's wrapped in black vinyl that will peel off over time on your game. So check him out. Is there anybody you wanted to shout out? I don't know why everyone gives Taylor such a hard time. Because he's <laughs> the man that can take it. We don't have to feel bad about it because we know that, it, like in that whole I'm rubber, you're glue thing, he's rubber. I mean, his I hands look Taylor. like they're made out of rubber. <laughs> they're bending all every which way. Hand model. <laughs> yes. I want him to hold everything I ever need to take a picture of on Instagram forever and ever. I know. I, I do too. Because people will look away from the hand and really focus on that object, right? <laughs> so new, so mean. <laughs> new wave hand modeling. Um, and oh. his, his co-host, Tommy, I'm a, I've never met him in person, but he's going to Texas Pinball. We're going to play some dollar games. and um, Sweet. Yeah, I think that we're probably the only guys that will be traveling out of state with a stack of singles to purely <laughs> spend on pinball. So... <laughs> Uh, I'm looking forward to that, and I'm sure he's going to take a few off me, so I I will effectively be buying his meals while he's out there through that, but... No, you you got to put up a fight. You can do this. I, I'm trying to give him that false sense of security, <laughs> Jessica. Oh, okay. I won't say anything about yeah. it then. We'll just so anybody else... Quiet. Yeah, anybody who else wants to get in on that action, um, we'll be <laughs> wandering around. Uh, I guess there will be a show before then, so I'll talk about that later but i might bring some stuff down to give away uh some prizes so sweet yeah i'm really excited to hear how that goes yeah so any shout outs you want to throw out there um i would like to thank all of the portland bells and chimes for being amazing human beings and keeping me motivated when um sometimes i get a little overwhelmed with pinball because we've got so much going on here in portland so Thank you to all of the wonderful ladies who are involved in that league. I love all of you. Um, thanks to everyone who's helped me get the Twitch stream up and running. If you um, would like to check out some mediocre pinball playing, I am at Bell's Pinball PDX on Twitch. 
um, please come out. Constructive criticism is very, very welcome at this point uh, as I'm working to get things going. But um, I appreciate Jack Danger from Dead Flip has been giving me a lot of tips um, and helping me to sort of get things going on there. Um, Anthony Lawson in Australia has been tuning in because the timing is real good when I'm streaming late night. It's like <laughs> mid afternoon for him. He's a rascal, by the way. <laughs> Yep, so um, he's been giving me some good feedback, letting me know when things are synced up or not. Um, Taylor and Tommy have tuned in and kind of given me a, a couple of pointers. So I appreciate everyone's helpfulness and all of the all of the pinball love that's going around. Yay. Um, I got to get my streaming setup going. I've bought all the equipment. I've just not plugged everything in and made it happen. But uh, I will. We can do... Well, you you need to when you get that genie because i want to watch her that might be a good yeah that might be a good time to to do that i've got a little bit of time to do it figure it out and that'd be great for a stream so Sweet. i thought you were doing the wayne's world thing for a minute it's both but... <laughs> so yeah I, i'm i'm excited for that and uh i do need to get the stream going because there's still that challenge that taylor floated out I don't know, probably like six months ago, um, where we were going to play Attack from Mars, and you have to compete all, you know, the major objectives to get real universe, um, yeah. where you have to compete them in order of the inserts from left to right. Ouch. So it's not just getting to rule the universe, it's doing it in that order. And it's so hard to avoid way. that stinking five-way combo. It just happens. <laughs> so um, I got really close, oh. but I wasn't recording it, so that doesn't count, so... Yeah. Well, you got rid of your meteor, so now we can't have like a, a meteor on meteor battle, but ah, we'll figure yeah. something out. It's still here. It'll be here for a little bit because I can't move a pinball machine yet. Um, I'm still probably a week or two away from being able to lift anything more than like a milk jug. So, <laughs> All um, right, let's get this stream up. Let's get this meteor competition on. Yeah, so unless uh, Mike comes and picks it up himself soon, um, I'll have it for a little while. So. Yeah, and I need to de-purple it, because the person that owned it before me purpled it, and oh, uh, it's super dark. My sea witch is kind of perped out, too. <laughs> it, it happens. There, <laughs> It's like in the back glass. I'm like, why did you put purple in the back glass? Yeah. I don't understand what you're doing. You didn't choose that life, uh, but you can undo it. So. Life chose me. I did not choose. <laughs> so. Uh. Well, um, I I'm fresh out of pinball talk i don't know about you no i think that this was a nice productive uh hour and 20 minutes i know and um <laughs> hopefully i made don frustrated mad enough that he'll have to come on the show and refute and be angry about it so oh he has to oh we didn't do a we effed up segment so we effed up by not doing a we effed up sorry oh yeah and i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure we had i i forgot to look maybe i Maybe that was an intentional omission, but <laughs> um, we'll just have a double-sized one next time. Perfect. Yeah, that'll be a good way to break Bo on. So, Bowen, we're going to talk to you in a second, but first we have to mention all the things that we screwed up. <laughs> so, Well, he'll be fine. Yeah. He's game. So, yeah, uh, submit your questions for Bowen at pinballpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram, pinballpodcast, uh, Twitter, kind of-ish. Uh, Snapchat, <laughs> basically Snapchat. If you follow Pinball Podcast, you're following Don. So, um, 
And uh, yeah, find us on all the other places. You can find us. We're the only ones pretentious enough to be called the Pinball Podcast, so just Google it. Sounds good to me. All right. It's a show. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Yep. Good night. Talk to you soon. Bye.